what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. We'll try not to like too much talk over each other, but again, we are girls and we are Agree to disagree. Like, <laughs> okay, you moving know, on, moving on. Like, well, well, make it bother. Like, <laughs> a little It's like a cracked out T-bird, some grease. Yeah. Hello, welcome to Chick Chat here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. Coming to you once again from lockdown. I am on the West Coast and have recently been readmitted to quarantine. Oh, Heavy quarantine. <laughs> big, big quarantine. Like, oh. you know, we've kind of, I guess, been in quarantine, obviously, for months now. I get that. But, you know, then things started getting a little easier here and there and little things opening and stuff. But um, we just got the smackdown laid on us. So have y'all been bad? Have y'all been bad? You know, I feel like y'all have been bad. You know, <laughs> I guess what we have. Like. <laughs> I think people that were uh, acting a fool on Halloween are, um. are reaping the, the problems now. Our governor um, has... We've officially been on it for four days now. Um, so much to that our, we are prohibited for gatherings outside of our own household, even. Mm-hmm. You know, before it used to be that you could have, you know, people in your house or gathering outside or whatever, but they want to keep you at what, like 10 people or something like that and stuff. But now they're saying, do not even get together with people that maybe are your family or your close friends and don't do that at all. So um, our Thanksgiving plans have been scrapped. Our holiday travel is all, well, it never really was a big plan because we kind of foresaw this a little bit, but still, if I wanted to go travel, I'm not. Um, So yeah, um, my kids are still 100% virtual school, have been since September 1st when they started up. Um, Zoom fatigue is a real thing. And yeah, so we are, we are getting by. We're holding strong. How is the East Coast going, Jeanette? I mean, time will tell. I feel like this is the adult equivalent of being grounded. Um, 100%. So, I mean, we are still in, I believe, phase two. It's I all. I don't even believe in phases anymore. I don't believe in phases anymore because I don't <laughs> understand them. I think and they're just the- naming them things to make us feel better. Like, like I said, like grounding will be over soon, but you have to still, you know, eat your peas or well, else we're yeah, going to put you back. You're, you're um, grounded, but I still take your phone away. Right. Right. Like you can, you're easing out of being grounded, but yeah. You've still got some limitations. Like you have to be home. Your new curfew is 9 p.m. Right. But, right. But um, no, I feel like I feel like our lockdown will be coming. Our next round yeah. of lockdown will be coming. I think it will depend on on um, Thanksgiving. Yep. I you know I I know I don't think I know that there were people here who um. You know, did the Halloween thing. I've heard some of the private schools that have had in-person learning all along. Um, some of the kids decided that, you know, I'm around these kids every day anyway. Let's, it's okay to have a Halloween party and uh, celebrate a little bit. And come to find out, nope, 
um, half the class has COVID. So nice. the school's locked down. Yeah. Uh, they've scrapped the plans for some easing back into the classroom for the um, city and county schools. Yeah. So we were notified after after the next board meeting, after the last board week meeting last week or earlier this week, that those plans have been scrapped until January when they hope to have school kids return to school. Um, oh, right after Christmas, they hope to have kids go back. You know, mid 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 January. Mm-hmm. They're hoping that by keeping them home now for the holidays, that people will actually stay home. That will allow them to. And that's kind of the that's kind of the tactic they're using is, hey, parents, we'll take we'll put your kids back in school in January, but you have to be good Thanksgiving and Christmas. Essentially, that they're 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 using the kids to say, hey, parents, we hear you. We agree. These kids need to be back in school. We understand some kids are struggling with virtual learning. There's some there's some issues with it. And K through pre-K through two is in person. They've been in school. They're going to keep them there. But um, the other grades were supposed to start easing back this week, and that, of, of course, didn't happen. So, yeah, the last we've heard is we'll start opening up the schools. And they didn't say whether it was going to be the plan that they have now, which is essentially four days a month in person, the rest virtual, or if they're – I think they're going to try to open the school in January. So, yeah, they're pretty much using the kids and the parents – want to get the kids out of the house sure we're saying listen parents thanksgiving's coming up christmas is coming up stay home and then the first of the year we'll get your kids out of your hair for a couple hours Mm -hmm. so we'll see if it works people are hard-headed so we'll see yeah our anywhere openings our school opening or or in-person possibilities are directly tied to the numbers within your county. Uh And so there's literally a little meter that they publish like every day, you know, I mean, you're in the green, green, yellow, or red. And then to be in the, you have to be like in the yellow for a certain amount of time with the numbers um, in order for, and stay like holding at that place. And we were so close a while back, um, like a month ago or so, we were super close staying in that yellow and then boom, it was just, it was all shot to hell. So it just, it stays in the red now. And I mean, every day that we're in the red, it's basically like um, when you play a sport, um, my kids play softball. So I know that um, we would have a rain delay and Mm -hmm. thunder and lightning delay. And like every time that you saw a flash of lightning, they started the timer for 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. No, of how long you can't play. Right. And then every time that the lightning strikes again, you start 15 minutes again and again, and it just keeps Mm -hmm. getting longer and longer. That's the way it is with these numbers. You know, every day that we stay in the red zone is as I'm calling it. Every day that we stay in that is one day longer that they have to do remote learning. Like there's just no getting around it. And, um, yeah, so it's been, it's a, it's a little bit of a struggle. I somehow ended up on the PTSA for my daughter's middle school and we have, um, which has been super fun this year. 
um, because everything's remote. So our principal does sign in um, to those meetings. And we had one the other night. And I mean, he's just he's just kind of throwing his hands up at this point. You know, I mean, it's not in his control of whether or not they go back to school. Um, You know, he kind of laughed and he was like, you know, I mean, the building is empty. It's quiet. It's lonely. It's sad. And, you know, he's yeah. he misses kids being in there and like the whole sole purpose of what he's gotten to this career for. So um, I don't know. It's tough. It is tough on everybody. Um, well, but you guys were kind of ground zero. So I'm, I'm actually kind of shocked <laughs> that y'all aren't better at this. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, along came Halloween and yeah. I think people, you know, there were people out there. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, my neighborhood was really good about it and basically had, candy sitting in buckets at the end of the driveways, you know, and nobody made physical contact or saw you each other. What? But Let me tell you something. This Halloween, COVID pandemic Halloween, it's something I can get used to. I'm I mean, all I'm all about it. Candy shoots, putting the candy yeah. out in the yard instead of having people just kind of knock on your door and you sit. I mean, I do like sitting there and watching the kids come up, but there's something to be said for getting innovative and absolutely having candy shoots. I mean, Come on now. Well, that's, I think that's my exciting. favorite. I think my favorite suggestion was one where they said that um, you should have your kids in costume stand in their driveway, in your driveway, or like uh-huh. in your in your porch or your front door stoop, you know, and then have the parents drive by and throw candy out at them, like a parade. Yes. Yes. But you still get to see all the costumes and stuff, you know. Yeah. And I was like. Heck yeah, love like it. let's do it. I love it. Yeah. So Luckily, my one year old has no clue. He he was not, you know. My daughter was a little disappointed because although she's deemed herself too old for Halloween, sure. sure. Um, she uses the brother, <laughs> the baby yeah. brother, as uh-huh. the reason why she has to dress up and she has to go trick-or-treating because she has to do it for the baby. Yeah. So sure. I'm like, whatever, kid, but Go get your candy. We understand. Yeah. Like half the candy he's getting, he can't eat. And so she's like, well, I mean, I'll help him. Like, will you? Okay. (laughs) Well, my girls had costumes for a long time, not knowing whether or not they would get to use them. And basically they, my oldest had told me like, I don't care what we're doing. We're taking pictures of it though, because we've had these costumes and we're taking pictures and doing this, you know? And so they they had the pictures and then they did the whole pickup at the end of the driveway thing and then they were they were in for the night. So obviously it was a record low of anybody that came to our house and when they did come they were just passing by. I live on a cul-de-sac so they literally were just making a circle as they walked through. <laughs> but it was um yeah, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully everyone can behave themselves over Thanksgiving um so that Everybody can enjoy the holidays next year would be nice. Um, you know, my mom, who is like, Jeanette, you know my mom. I do. She's, she's the ultimate, like, all she wants is family around. Like, that's, mm-hmm. she, it, she does not care about much else, right? <laughs> right. And she, you know, sent out a text to me and I have two older brothers and she sent the text out to all of us and our spouses and was like, so, you know, the holidays, we need to have the talk about the holidays and plan what's going to happen. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, like 
here we are going to have to like try and tell my explain my mom why we can't see her. You know, here we here we go and move all the way across the country and now we're home because of COVID ever, right? Yeah. And she then sends a second text follow up was basically like, um, we'd like to ask that all the children on the West Coast please don't come home. And we were like, oh. <laughs> so we're we're really grounded. <laughs> okay. You know, I mean, they were like, look, you know, and she had a good point. Obviously, <clears throat> not only do we have to like fly across the country in a Petri dish in the sky, mm-hmm. but like when we arrive, you know, both my brother and I are on the West Coast and we're both married. And so therefore we have other family members that we would have to go see in North Carolina as well. So therefore there's two sets of families that we'd go see. And my mom was just like, that's, that's just a lot, you know, don't, please don't come home. And, um, and you know, that's hard for her. Yeah. Yeah. As I was say, just with that being my mom, like, you know, that was, uh, that was pretty eye opening to say like, again, not that we had necessarily planned to, but to actually hear it from your mom, you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> got it. You know, so um, anyway, bummed about all that, but it it will work out. My family has said we'll just blow it out in 2021. So let's all hope that we are on the path to moving past this. Let's just get through this year, follow the rules, wash our hands, wear our masks, and stay the F at home. Yes. Yes. And yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. We'll still have the traditional Thanksgiving dinner, but we'll do it here. And there's something to be said for eating when you want to and not having to (laughs) yell and argue with the family about what time you have to be out and what time you're going to eat at this person's house. Totally. You're packing up to head up North for us heading up North. Um, Yeah. There's just something to be said for wake up when you feel like it and I'll have dinner ready when it's ready. So (laughs) it's like, yeah, whatever. And, you know, and honestly, like, if it's just us, like, I don't, I don't have to be as maybe fancy as other people make a Thanksgiving sometimes. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to be fancy. Know? The, the I mean, fanciest I'll get is the turkey. And I'm ordering I'm, that. I'm not even cooking it. So. I might be rolling out paper plates, too. I'll just tell you that. No but, shame. Don't, no shame. I, yeah. I may do the same. Oh, my gosh. You just said turkey. Let me tell you the funniest story. Okay. So, my daughter, <laughs> Who my family are complete meat eaters. Like my husband's of Irish descent and he is meat and potatoes type of guy, right? So meat eaters abound. But so the other day, she I read this story. Well, not read it. I watched it on the Today Show. Um, so this year, turkey farmers across the country have had to put their turkeys on a diet and not get them as fat, if you will, right before the holiday, because so many people are now looking for smaller turkeys because they're having smaller family gatherings. Oh my gosh. And apparently the last like month or so before D-Day for a turkey is when they get the biggest because they're full grown already. Then they're just putting on weight, right? Uh-huh. So experienced turkey farmers amp up their meals in different things that they feed them that last month 
but apparently they had to do diets this year and like cut back on the food they were giving them so that they had appropriate sizes for the the upcoming holiday. And I, I found that humorous yet interesting, right? And I'm telling my daughter about it and like she starts tearing up. <laughs> I started thinking that it was like, because maybe because she was upset that these turkeys were dying here at Thanksgiving, you know, and Uh you know, that she, I would have this little activist on my hands or something, but turns out she was upset because they had to go on a diet. (laughs) You know, I feel her. No one needs to go on a diet or to be told that you go on a diet. She's like, That's just they're, mean. They're hungry, mom. That's right. The, it's the end of their life. They don't get to enjoy a last meal. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So we had to have this big, long talk about, you know, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> they're still serving their purpose. <laughs> yeah, but so, I, yeah. I, I'm with her. <laughs> diet diet turkeys cool. coming towards you and uh, for Thanksgiving. Let's you know, I know. Diet tur- hey, now I can tell everybody I had a diet turkey. <laughs> See, exactly. I know Moose is in here recording. Moose doesn't eat meat like that. I'm pretty sure he doesn't even eat turkey anymore. I'm not really sure, but I know he doesn't eat red meat. So Moose probably has the alternate uh, feeling of this. But nonetheless, uh, my kid just was upset that they had to go on a diet. So. She's ultra feminist. I love it. Yes, kind of. Anyway, we have some stuff to get to. We have some housekeeping to take care of. And you know what? I'm going to throw you a wild card here. Here's what we're going to do. First thing, this or that. Ready? Ready. Turkey or ham? You know, I'm going to go with turkey. Okay. Me too. The Queen or Princess Margaret? Oh, the Queen. Hmm. See, I'm going to talk that. I don't know much about Margaret. (laughs) It's an easy choice for me. Well, these are all really intuitive of what we can talk about today because I have watched The Crown season four. You have not watched The Crown at all. I don't think. I've watched three episodes of The Crown. I need to get back into it because that seems to be all anyone is talking about for the thing right now. Yes. So yes, Princess Margaret's always, you know, the fun one, honestly. Um, so I have a hard time. I do love the queen, but I'm, I am torn. All right. Moving on. Shep or Austin? Oh, you know, I like Austin. I think I do too. Um, Shep's getting a little tired for me. Yeah. All right. Cranberry sauce fresh. Or out of the can? Out of the can. <laughs> 100%. I don't even like the fresh stuff. No. I want to see I the like rigid. it in a good relish or something, but no. No, I want to see the rigid. I want to see where to slice it. Everything. Right. All right. Zoom or FaceTime? FaceTime. You know, me too. I mean, I get Zoom's trendy and everything and that everybody's using it, but I do love a FaceTime. Yeah. Nikki or Brie? Huh. Mm-hmm. 
they're kind of the same to me. Well, they're identical um, twins. Well, so. I mean, but I mean, even attitude wise, I will go with Brie. Me too. I'm 100% Brie. No yeah. questions. Chess or checkers? Checkers. Me too, because I don't know how to play chess. <laughs> I don't either. My husband is a big chess man. He plays chess. I'm like, really? I to teach me. And I'm like, I don't get it. I don't want to play. Mine knows how to play. And I just asked him the other day. I didn't even realize that he really knew how to play. But I was like, hey, do you know how to play chess? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, don't scoff like right. it's easy. That I don't understand it at all. But I, no, don't. I don't know. I don't know a thing about chess. Nothing. He he tries to explain it to me so many times and it's so confusing. But apparently everybody in his family knows how to play chess. So they grew up playing chess and not chess. I mean, he knows how to play checkers. He gets the concept, but he kind of like doesn't see the point in it. Oh, because it's so elementary. <laughs> it's so to him, right? <laughs> because it's not chess. But I was so like, lame. I had a chess set. I don't know what I used it for, but I played checkers. <laughs> All right. Amazing Race or Survivor? Amazing Race. Me too. Orange County or Salt Lake City? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, my new obsession is Salt Lake City. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I cannot get, I mean, it's just, it's so weird. <laughs> oh, we're about to get into it. We're about to get into it. All right. Pumpkin or pecan or pecan, whatever you choose to say. Pecan, pecan, whatever. Pecan. Me too. I don't like anything pumpkin. I remember I that like, about you. Yeah. I don't like pumpkin spice. I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like pumpkin smelling. I don't like anything pumpkin. Um, And William or Harry? Harry. Thanks. Me too. Although these days it's, we're rare on the Harry news. That's for sure. But. Oh, there's some news today though, I think. Well, I saw what today, really, I saw recently that he was turned down about having a wreath placed on the memorial um, that he did every year with the family. And they turned it down because it's a royal outing, basically. Yeah. But what's the news today? Well, there's speculation that he and Megan are hiding a second pregnancy. Oh, I don't doubt it. I mean, it's pandemic, baby. And I guarantee you, if it's not now that they're pregnant, but when they do get pregnant again, they ain't going to tell anybody until that baby comes out. Right. Well, you heard that that was like a big, I think I read this a couple weeks ago. That was apparently one of the huge issues between um, Harry and William was that William was upset that essentially the, 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 the press was alerted that baby Archie had been, was, you know, she was in labor and baby Archie was on his way, but baby Archie had already been born and William oh. didn't approve of that. And Harry was like, so like, basically they hid when the baby, they, they didn't alert the the media until the baby I had see. actually been born. And then it was kind of like, she's in labor. He's been born. Uh-huh. When in actuality, he had already been born before they even alerted the media. I mean, same birthday and everything. They didn't lie about sure. the baby being born. But yeah, apparently because William parades his wife out the same day that she gives birth, yeah. that he had an issue with it. Interesting. 
you well, know, that's word on the street. Who knows? I'm not, I'm not surprised. Like I said, that if, if it is true that they're pregnant, then I don't doubt that at all. If they are not pregnant now, I have a feeling they will be soon. True. Yeah. And I also have a feeling they will be making their re-entry into the royal family within the next five years as senior royals. What? Yes. Why in the world would you say that? I don't think this was meant to be a forever thing for Harry. I think it was more of a control and getting his wife away from the meanness. Now, I say that I don't know that they will move back to England in order to fulfill those duties. But I think once his dad is king... I do believe there may have been some agreement or will be some agreement between him and his dad that he can return to the family as a senior royal, but still be allowed to live in North America, whether that's the United States or whether that's Canada. I I, I sincerely believe that he will pick up more royal duties. You think it's you think it would be that way with Charles versus waiting until William's king? Yes. Yeah. Um because I don't know and maybe it'll wait for William, but I think the agreement will be for his father because if you think about it, if let's say Charles lives as long as his mother has lived. We're talking yeah. 20, years, 20 years. William's yeah. well into his 40s, 50s or 50s by then. Um yeah. you know, there's really what's the point? <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like after 20 years, we're going to step back into royal duties. I don't, I think a lot of this was a mental health thing for Harry. I think Megan sh- bear, bears a lot of the blame for it because she's an American. She's an actress. She's new. She's, she's biracial. I think there were a lot of things that led people to believe that this was due to Megan. But I 100% believe that this was a Harry decision. And I, I firmly believe that there were some mental health issues involved. Sure. So I don't know. I think once the kids, once they're done having kids, once the kids are, you know, born and, and, and all that stuff and they've come to a certain age and they're, they're done having babies. I think, I think there will be some type of readmittance into the Royal family as a senior. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's just my speculation. Well, I know that, um, for those of us that have watched the crown, um, this season has been very, the reason you're hearing so much about it, obviously is because Diana appears this season. Um, Camilla appeared at the end of last season, which was season three. Very briefly, she was mentioned and stuff. I mean, not briefly, but she was a topic last season, but that was pre-Diana. And so we were introduced to Diana this season. And season four took us through um, meeting Diana, marrying Diana, having both children, and now thoughts just thoughts of divorce so of course they skim over a bunch of stuff because they're talking more about the whole crown as opposed to just those two but it was 
the saddest series and show that I've ever watched. Really? It's heartbreaking. It is frustrating. I don't know who to be mad at. I don't know how much of it's true. Obviously, some of it's dramatized. I get that. I know that. But there was a lot of historical work done for it. And that the research shows a lot of this is true. And I just, I, it, I, I don't want to give away too much. And obviously if people are listening right now and you don't want to hear spoilers, you can turn it down, but it's, it's the saddest thing ever. I had a hard time watching all 10 episodes, huh. but I did, but it was hard. So, so is it all about Charleston, Diana, the, the, these 10 episodes? No, um, they make an appearance in almost all of them, but okay. there are a couple episodes that, you know, just go on to some of the big topics that were happening in the crown that time, such as um, the, um, there was a gentleman that broke into the palace um, in the early eighties, I believe oh. it was. He broke into the palace and was unseen and unnoticed and made his way into the queen's bedroom what while she was sleeping and sat down and had a 5 minute conversation with her after waking her up and that's real real deal and he did it twice what? so the first time he broke in he made his way through the palace and was just like looking around and the only thing is is that he drank a bottle of wine while he was there. Um, and then and the glass broke. Um, the second time, he already knew what to do to get into the house. So he did it again. Broke some glass um, coming through a window that was closed. And um, cut himself. And so he actually stained the queen's sheets with some blood. Because he was bleeding. That's true story stuff. And yeah, he was basically... Um, Margaret Thatcher is a big part of this whole series. Um, or this whole season, season four. So it's a lot about Margaret Thatcher. And this was during one of the times when, you know, unemployment in Great Britain was at the, like a record high. It had doubled since Margaret Thatcher came into office. And this guy was somebody who had been, you know, hurt by this. And I think this guy's still alive. Like, I mean, you can look him up and everything. Like it was true story, but it's bizarre. Somebody just walked through there. Yeah, that's that's concerning. Yeah, yeah. So obviously there was, I mean, it was it was interesting. But um, and and another episode that I found extremely intriguing was Margaret Thatcher um, made mention one time to Queen Elizabeth because they meet like once a week, right? Um, while in office and while in office, she mentions that she has two children and that she was upset that day. And, and the queen noticed, and the queen was like, you know, what's wrong? Because she knows that Margaret Thatcher was like never emotional. And so she, Margaret Thatcher apologized and said that, you know, I have two children, they're twins. And my favorite, my son has gone missing while he's on an adventure out doing like one of these adventure races. And the whole episode revolves around the fact that Queen Elizabeth is just shocked that somebody called one of their children their favorites. 
And so she tells Prince Philip, who's brilliant in this season, um, she basically says, oh, you won't believe what Margaret Thatcher said. She called her son her favorite child. And she said, you know, I can't believe that somebody would say that about their kid. And he was like, what do you mean? Everybody's got a favorite child. What? And she said, no, no, I love all my children equally, equally. And he was like, no, you don't. And she said, what, do you have a favorite? He was like, yeah, I have a favorite, but it's different than your favorite. And she was like, what do you mean? He said, she said, who's your favorite? And he said, Anne. And she was like, oh my gosh, you said that so quickly. <laughs> he was like, he's like, oh, you didn't know? Yeah. <laughs> and he make was it like, more obvious. Yeah. He was like, yeah, Anne. And she said, well, who's my favorite? And he was like, I'm not going to tell you. He's like, you know darn well who your favorite is. Oh, is it Edward? No. What? So then she goes through and you see her talk to her like personal secretary and says, I want to meet all of my children for lunch at different times. Schedule it. And this is the first time that we meet Edward and Andrew. And they're both off at like boarding schools. Okay. Um, so she has lunch with Anne. She has lunch with, with Charles, of course. And then she has Edward comes in and then Andrew comes in and it goes on. She never like alludes to anything. And quite honestly, while I was watching her have these lunches and she has these conversations um, with them, I couldn't figure out who they were implying was her favorite. And then at the end of the episode, Philip says something about, well, that's the way it's always been. You know, like with Andrew, your favorite, what? it's this, this, and this. And so I did some research because <laughs> I was like, man, I wonder if this is true. Like, are they really like, you know, is it known that that's her favorite or what? So the way it broke down was Charles and Anne born. That was really her duty right? Were those two. And in the, in the series, they actually show Anne and Charles picking on Edward and Andrew, calling them the B team because they, they come in second fiddle. Right. Uh So, and they all laugh about it, but um, yeah. So Anne and Charles are born and that fulfills the duty of the Royal. The heir and the spare. Yep. Okay. then, Elizabeth wants more children. Philip does not. And he told her that. And then she fought for the final two. They have the final two. But when she was, when she had um, Charles and Anne, she was still new in her role. So she had a lot of advisors around and people that were helping her get things done. So she catered to the children a lot. However, by the time Edward's born, um, she's super settled into the role and has nannies looking after him and Andrew. And then comes at the end of when she realizes like she's not having any more children and she's totally comfortable in her sovereign role, she tends to spend a lot of one-on-one time with Andrew to try to compensate for what she had not done, but Edward was already off at school. So Andrew got the 
the leftover love, if you will, which apparently made them very close. And and the character that plays Andrew in the series, he makes that comment too. He says something like, you know, they don't have what you and I have, mummy. You know, and and says this and you're just like, oh man, like Andrew knew it. She didn't know it. So it was a real interesting episode. All of this totally worth watching. And quite honestly, if you don't watch the last bit of like the first three seasons, who cares? It's it's a historical drama. Like you you pick up with time and they're telling facts. So you don't really have to know much about the past episodes. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm intrigued by your description. So I mean, yeah, yeah. it's it's really. I, I'm, well I'm gonna have to. And I'm gonna have to find time to watch this because I, yeah. I really think this season four is made for you, Jeanette. It's it, made okay for you. Well, I mean, so it, will next season be more Charles? I mean, that part breaks my heart oh, too. Yeah. But their yeah. story is so intriguing to me, and. It's the reason to this day that I'm kind of just eh about Camilla. I know. I know. That's the hardest part of watching it is figuring out like, you know, I already know how this ends and that sucks. Right. Yeah. right? But there's, they've already cast. So next season. Um, so ev- there's been a couple of changes right over the years of who plays what, because as the cast ages, they have to change cast. Right. Um, I, I cannot remember who it is um the guy that they they've already cast for season five who will be you know they're already filming it or whatever right but it's a guy we know um hang on um season five charles and the crown i'm looking it up clearly dominic west you know who that is yeah Um, yeah Dominic West. Okay. I feel like everything I've ever seen Dominic West in, I, I feel like he's bad or evil or something. Like, I don't, I don't care for him well, as he much. He was the one in The Wire, right? Was he the guy who played a detective on The Wire? I don't know. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm thinking of someone affair. else. He was in The Affair on, like, Showtime or something, I think. Um, I think I know you're talking about. I'm trying to put the face to it. Yeah. But he's going to play Charles in season five. And yeah, I know who he is. Okay. What? I'm okay. pretty sure <laughs> that they've done that almost on purpose because I have left season four so upset with Charles that, <laughs> that <laughs> I am in real life hoping that this queen lives forever because right now I can't even stand to look at Charles <gasps> um, or Camilla. Good gracious. Like just the whole thing. I'm, I'm, it's heartbreaking. Again, I know it's not all Charles's fault. Like I get that, but the whole thing is just horrifying. So I encourage you to watch it as exciting as I made that sound about it being horrifying. I encourage you to watch it. I will watch. And speaking of today, the, Queen and Prince Philip are celebrating 40 years of marriage today. Happy anniversary, because I'm sure that's what they're doing tonight over dinner is listening to Chick Chat. The Queen and Prince Philip? Yes. 73 years, right? Is it 73 or 74? I thought you said 40. Sorry. <laughs> it was like a- no, no, no. 74 oh, years of 74 marriage. 74 years. Okay. Wow. Today. 
Wow. So, I mean, that's something, right? I want to um, know what their secret to health is. Because <laughs> they are, yeah, that whole family lives forever. They've released some new photos that the uh, of the queen and Philip looking at like wedding photos and stuff. Aww. It's adorable. Yeah. Like for their anniversary, they release these photos. They look so happy. They're smiling and stuff. Looking at these pictures. It's super cute. Um, okay. Moving on. Um, let me, let me bounce away from TV for just a second, because I do think we do this every year. I've got to I'd be remiss if I did not do it this year, but people magazine has, announced their sexiest man alive for 2020 yes they have and it is michael b jordan it certainly is and i agree i mean i'm i'm shocked this is the first time he's been chosen but i know i'm here for it i i am extremely happy with this choice because i think he exudes so much not just how handsome he is, but he's always smiling. I love him in everything he's done. Um, he's the perfect age right now to just be like mature enough. But anyway, I, I'm extremely happy with the choice. Bravo to people magazine. Yes. Now <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you just a few more of the people on the list. Okay. Okay. Um, not everything. Cause you know, they give like a hundred titles here, like best beard and best bald man or whatever. Um, but I'm going to give you a little brief rundown of like the top people they have listed as the sexiest men alive runner ups. Is it runners up or runner ups? Runners up, I think. Runners up. Okay. Here's the losers. Let's put it that way. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Second through last. Yes. <laughs> so Chris Evans. Okay. I'm I'm fine with this. Um, he's 39 years old. Um, again, I think this is not his first go round of being recognized for his looks. I'm totally fine with this. Here's a new one. Lucas Bravo. He has, he's 32. He's recently won over the hearts of people in the series on Netflix called Emily in Paris. Okay. I watched it all. It's like seven episodes or something. You binge it real quick. It's kind of a rom-com kind of silly, but cute and sucks you in. And he is super handsome. So yeah, he's cute. I'm looking him up now. Had never heard of him, but well done, Lucas. Bravo. Bravo. Literally. Um, Next one is Dwayne Johnson, oh, The yeah. Rock. Got it. I feel, I feel like this is always on there. I feel like he's always on the list. You know, well, he's still like one given. of them. He's a handsome man. And he he's funny. Yes. And he's and he's extremely um paid. Like he's still one of the top actors that receives the most money like annually or something, which I feel like he's like it's weird for me to think because I don't always see him in the forefront, but maybe that's what makes it sexy, right? I don't know. He's 48 years old. Um, he's kind of living his life with with a new wife, I believe, right? And daughters and, um, yeah, so good for him. Good for him, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now, either I am getting old or this list is getting young because some of these people, I have no clue who you are. 
This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Such as the next person, which is Paul Mescal. Um, he is apparently from Hulu's drama series, Normal People. He's an Irish actor and he's 24. So, okay. um, I, I also don't agree necessarily with this choice, but whatever. Maybe it's because I haven't seen the series and been sucked into him like other people yeah, have. I don't know him. Paul <laughs> Mescal. Um, next, again, here's a 26-year-old, so I don't know if I know this or not. This one, I don't even know how to say it. Maluma? Malama? M-A-L-U-M-A. The Colombian singer and songwriter. All right. He sings Papi Wancho. What? I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand any of this, but he's 26 okay. and that's probably why. Um, he's cute. Whatever. I see the picture. It's cute. Yeah, but I'm I mean, looking at a picture. He's, he's a handsome man. Yeah. Little Ricky Martin-ish, yeah. like baby Ricky or something. I don't know. I don't know who he is, but okay. But he has one name and that bothers me a little bit. Um, okay. Next. Pedro Pascal. Oh, um, this is... The guy, which I find this humorous. Okay, this guy's 45. He's a little bit older. I don't, I don't, I'm not super attracted to him. However, he, uh, he plays the Mandalorian. Okay, which again, I find humorous because the entire point of the Mandalorian is they never show his face. (laughs) Uh, I've never seen the Mandalorian, but I'm trying to figure out if this is the guy who was in, um, the Netflix series. Oh, what's it called? Um, Escobar, maybe? I don't think. Oh, Escobar. I don't know. I never saw that. But I know who he is. I've seen him in things before. He's a little yeah. Johnny Deppish. A, little, a bit. little bit. He's got a little bit of a scowl to him. Yeah. I don't understand why everybody's got mustaches in these pictures because I don't support It's a COVID that. thing. Narco. Oh, he was okay. in Narco. That was a guy in Narco. Okay. Yes. Um, I know who he is. Narco. Okay. Makes sense. So he's the Mandalorian currently, which is obviously getting a lot of play on Disney Plus and stuff. I enjoy the show. My husband is obsessed with it. Um, if you like anything within the Star Wars universe, you definitely need to watch Mandalorian because it's really good. Okay. Anyway, um, so Pedro Pascal, welcome to the club. Next, Chris Rock. Okay, he's handsome. Yeah, 55. Um you know, I think he's kind of obviously calmed down from his younger years. He's yeah. married and haven't we all has has recently cut sugar from his diet. Good oh. to know. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yep. Um, so he has used his quarantine time at home to learn how to swim. Oh, okay. throw that out there. Way to go. Chris Rock. Next, one of my favorites will always be one of my favorites. 51-year-old Paul Rudd. I love okay. Paul Rudd. Yeah. 
I, I've loved him in everything. I think he's funny. I think he's handsome. Um, I think he's kind of that everyday guy. Like, I think, I think he could be walking down the street and people are just kind of like, man, where's that's a, hey, there's that's a normal guy. Yeah. Like that's a normal guy. Right. Yeah. So I do enjoy Paul Rudd. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if you've, if you saw it during all the election time, um, he really took part in a lot of voting stuff, but he did a video um, for Mask Up America where he played, quote, a certified young person. Okay. And it was so funny. If if you've not seen it, you need to look it up. Paul Rudd, certified young person. It's really good. Um, and it was like an ad, you know, like a commercial. So anyway, good call, Paul Rudd. Moving on. Um, this is former football running back turned actor, 36 year old John David Washington. Okay. Looking him up. Is that Denzel's son? Um, it's gotta be. I didn't know he used to play football. Yeah. Well, I know he played college football. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that is. Yeah. 36 years old, um, got his action hero wings this year, if you will, is starring in Tenant, the thriller Tenant. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's handsome. And if yeah. he's Denzel's son, I mean, I mean you're right. He's Denzel's son. So, okay. We have to have yeah. some type of Denzel Washington or his offspring on the list every year. I was about to say, I think he's like grandfathered into the list, right? Right. Once your dad has is not on the list, we'll just put you on. Or we'll put you both on. Yeah. Ta-da. That's how that works. You get um, to be on the list. <laughs> yeah. He has uh, been quoted as saying that within 10 years, he's very clear he'd like to be married and have a family and have a Bojangles food truck built into his backyard. He I mean, loves Bojangles? Bravo. Well, his what? family's from North Carolina. Uh, his mama's from your from our from hometown Tim, right yes yes yeah. she went to my alma mater lenore ryan ah. yes i mean so, but still yeah. he didn't grow up there who knew he knew about both no, he went didn't he go to now. college he went to college in georgia i thought oh that's true okay yeah yeah so um i give him extra points for saying that yeah and that's no, that's not just because they don't have Bojangles here in Washington State, and I'm literally drooling thinking about it. But whatever. Moving on. He's handsome. I'll take it. Um, Let's see who's next. Oh, this little guy named Brad Pitt. I mean, they might as well just... Just keep him on the way. ...run his picture every year. They get it. Like, we understand. He's handsome. He's 56 years old. He's still acting. He's had some great movies come out even recently, you know, with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, he made a little quarantine appearance with the with Jennifer Aniston. I mean, the, the internet went nuts over. I mean, it's he's still doing his thing. I love it. Brad Pitt. Um, let's see who else. Uh, I don't know who this is. Oh, maybe because he's 33 and I'm old. Um, let's see. This guy is a Philippines native 
He's 33, and he's going to be in the upcoming movie Top Gun Maverick, which anyone who knows me knows that this is extremely important movie to me and cannot wait to see it. But this guy is from, uh, oh, oh, I know who this is. Manny Jacinto? Jacinto? I don't know how to say his last name, but he plays that dumb kid in The Good Place. Oh. You know, I'm talking about the one that marries, what's her name, and early on, and then he's like. And then he marries Janet? Yeah, yeah. So it's him. And if you look up any, like, professional photos of him, he does not look like he does on the show, I think. So he is handsome. And I didn't realize he he was handsome. Philippines. So. Manny is his name. Um, and I think, oh, oh, okay. Here's my last one for today. Um, Steve Kornacki? Kornacki? Steve Kornacki, the numbers guy. Yes. <laughs> yes, here's, Steve. Here's, here's what his description said. Obviously, he just had his moment in the sun during the elections, right? His description says, Never before have khakis and a striped tie gotten so hot under the Oxford collar. The MSNBC journalist's tireless coverage tracking the long post-election day vote tallying process earned him the title of chart throb. Oh my gosh. Celebrity fans from Chrissy Teigen to Leslie Jones and even caused a significant spike in the Gap's khaki <laughs> sales. Every wife buying their boyfriend khaki. <laughs> I mean, I love it. Or, but, or the wife buying their husbands and girlfriends buying their their boyfriends khakis. Yeah, it's brilliant. It is brilliant. I think it's Steve great. Kornacki, yes. I mean, he is <laughs> handsome, and he, he has had a spotlight shine down on him <laughs> for a good few weeks. There, Let you me know. Tell you he I watched him during the election, and if Steve didn't call it, I was I was just going to wait. <laughs> Nobody believes anything till Steve calls it. So he tells me the numbers, nothing is real. I love it. Um, maybe to anyone who's not in the U.S. listening to this, you you deserve to pull up some video of him or something. I mean, really, he's just, I don't know if he's just reading the clipboard really well or if he is really that smart. But, I mean, he's good. He's he really is. good. And and quite honestly, this election has been quite a jumbled mess. So we need people to understand numbers. And Steve seems to be the guy. And I applaud his dedication because I swear there was one time, I guess it was election night, I was watching and he was on there. And at some point, I finally fell asleep. And when I woke up, he was still on TV. And I'm like, does Steve stay up for 24 hours? What happened? Pretty sure he did not go to sleep like at all. During this stuff. I mean, he's the Energizer Bunny for for good. So way to go, Steve. Welcome to the club. I I applaud them for doing that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would right. watch the news just, I would flip back and forth and just be like, oh, Steve's not on yet. Oh, Steve's not on it. Like, I would check yeah. in like 15 minute increments. Like, I'm not <laughs> watching this. I'm just waiting for Steve to give me an update yeah. on where we are. <laughs> well, so... Moving on, we talked about the crown as something that was new. I did want to just touch on a couple of new things that have come about on TV that I'm curious if you're watching. Um, and we'll we'll break them down just real quickly, each one. First one, 
Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We already talked about in the beginning about how intriguing this is, but I really want to know your opinion. I am hooked. I have watched it up to present time. Um, please pass along your thoughts. I I think I may have missed an episode, but I'm definitely going to catch up because I just could not. I don't even I don't even know if the word I. I I'm just intrigued. Like the background and the personalities of these people. I'm like, the, is this real? Like, yeah. I've never been to Salt Lake, but I'm intrigued of the people who live there. Well, it's completely so, so, changed my perception. So play it very, um, let, let me break it down first. I have been to Salt Lake City. It's gorgeous. The video that they're showing, the imagery and stuff is true. Like that is how nice it looks, right? Um. But as for the people, that I cannot speak to. But now, um, I mean, and everybody knows, like, sure, that's where, you know, BYU is, where the, um, you know, kind of hub of Mormon religion is. And that's great. You know, a lot of it's very beautiful. I've been in several of the Mormon locations there um, on sightseeing and stuff. And it was it was gorgeous. So, but some of the stories that these women have as their backgrounds are, are crazy. Like one of them got, you know, she's super, super Mormon, but yet she had an affair on her husband with a married man. And now they're married, but they got ex, what's it called? Excommunicated from the church. Yeah. Is this the, the work couple, the couple that met at work? Yes. Whitney. Yeah, okay. And, um, and then there's another one who's married to her step grandfather. Yeah, that's the one that I'm a little like, ew. And apparently all of Salt Lake knows about it because like, well, I mean, hell, all the world knows about it now because you own Bravo lady, but it's, it's, um, I don't know. I, I get it. It's a step grandfather, but apparently when the grandmother died, she put it in the will that if the granddaughter wanted to have the church becoming like its pastor essentially and she'd get the church but she also wanted her to marry her husband which was her second husband her step grandfather i i'm i'm curious so i'm going to keep watching yeah because it's all a little strange and then of course they all have these whole like oh i grew up mormon i did this but there is like a jewish um cast member there is a protestant cast member all these people that are you know like oh yeah well i live here and that's not the case but you know i think they're really giving you some insight into the whole mormon religion and i don't quite know if it's the best perception that they're offering up um just cuz they talk about their history and then they talk about like which you can or can't do. And then they're hanging out on a stripper pole, like all right. in one sentence. Right. So, I mean, I've known, I mean, this is going to, it's going to sound worse than I'm trying to say it, but I've, I've had friends growing up who were part of the Mormon faith and attended yes. the church of the um, Latter-day Saints. Yes. And I actually went to like church with them a couple of times and, I mean, I was young, so I didn't really understand the difference. I mean, you know, sure. a little bit different, but I would say like my perception of my friends from the Mormon faith were not like what you see on when you think about when people think about Mormons and they think about polygamy and things like that. Right. Like, my, my experience was this 
these kids grew up with one mom and dad and siblings and they went to, they just happened to go to a different church than I went to on the weekends. But exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I understand there's, there's extreme parts of every religion, but yeah, I think, I don't know that this is the representation that the Mormons would have wanted to shed that image. Um, So, I mean, yeah, I, I think there's other ways to do it rather than a housewives series. And I yeah. and I do get that they're trying to show that there are different religions in Salt Lake City, like the one who converted to Islam and all that. But I mean, they do say some off the wall stuff, like even the one who who is married to a black man and converted to Islam, but she's like Hawaiian and Chinese or something else. Yes. She's like, well, I'm considered black in Salt Lake City. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to need you to help me understand how that works. Right. Yeah. I, I don't get it. It's, that's, that's, I guess my point is like, I'm just not sure that any of this has been approved by the Mormon church. Right. Like, you guys don't really go to this church. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not thinking that you're showing up on Sunday to that big white church that I see. Right. You're not walking through those doors. Like, you've been there before. I'm going to believe that you've been there. I'm going to believe that you continue to go. Now, you guys going on the ski slopes on Saturdays, that I totally get. Oh, yeah. But but the whole, you know... uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't judge on anybody's religion. That's, that's great. And I too, you know, and actually um, having moved out here, I'm actually um, it's, it's a lot, a little bit more um, uh, visible, I guess. Mormon religion is okay. out here too. Um, then it was back home, but I mean, I live down the street from a LDS church, but um, <clears throat> I, I'm just, I am intrigued. I'm intrigued. I think this is a, fun mix of women that I think are going to um, be very interesting. Um, And I, for one, already can't wait for the reunion because I can't wait to hear Andy Cohen rip into them. Oh yeah. And this, I think this series more than any of the other housewives series, which I've always questioned, but more than any of the other series, don't you kind of question whether these women were really friends in real life before the show? Yes. Like, I don't see their their circles interacting right. much. It has not, it has not, not for the show. clear yet. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean, this is that one show where I'm like, mm. I mean, I've heard, again, haven't been, but I've heard Salt Lake City is among, considered pretty much a small town where, a lot, people know of each other. I mean, it's obviously right. it's a large city, but right. it's on the smaller side of when you think of a large city and people know each other. And But still, even with people with money, I'm finding it hard to believe that their circles interacted <laughs> as right. much as they have. And maybe I'm wrong, but this is one of those where I'm like, so I think each one of these women was cast individually and then met, maybe hung out together for a month or two or six months Pushed before together filming. a little bit. Yeah. Right. Like kind of like the Spice Girls, like we're going to form this group, but we right. want you guys to spend together, to spend some time like together. And, right. And get to know each other. But right, like O-Town. <laughs> <laughs> right. But 
But with some of the other series where I'm like, okay, so yeah, I can see that these two have been friends for a while. And yeah. these two have been friends for a while. And they were both cast in the show, but they have this friend in common. So that's yeah. how they came together. Like all the other shows, I really believe that's how it was. Like someone knew someone and someone else knew someone else, but they all had that one friend yes. in common. But yes. this one, I'm like, no, none of y'all yeah, friends. <laughs> y'all all perfect strangers. That's exactly what yeah, it is. Y'all were seven strangers who met up to meet the law to find out what happens. That's when exactly real right. housewives get real. When people start being <laughs> real. Start stop being polite and start getting real. Real housewives. Yeah. That should be the tagline. <laughs> uh, it's a perfect blend of our real world days, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, good. So we'll stay tuned on that. Um, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City on Bravo. Um, just really quick touch on, um, we did mention The Amazing Race because it is back in season and I am adoring this season. Um, I don't know if you've been watching it, but it's fantastic. If anybody's not watching it, you should be because I don't know why this one's been really good to me for some reason, but I do love it. Oh, well, they have an old Carolina Panther on there. I was about to say they've got two Carolina Panthers. uh, I've seen the first episode. I've had to tape the others because my daughter has soccer practice, but they are on the ready to be watched on demand. Yes, as you should. Um, They are. They are good. It's a great show. It's a really uh, my my kids even like it because it's got it's funny enough. You know, it's got some humor to it when they have to do silly things, but yet the the history you learn from it or the geography and culture and stuff is really cool so yeah bravo cbs um so southern charm is back on um gonna be interesting because they do address pandemic in it um they address a few social issues in this yeah it's it's about to get deep um i did stay up and watch last night's episode um, because I knew they were going to talk about the pandemic and it really does a countdown to their first two week lockdown, if you will. And it was really strange to watch these people being filmed because I, I get it. Like there's, so there's some people on the cast that are going, oh man, this thing's crazy coronavirus. This is horrible. Like I'm staying in my house. I'm got gloves on. I'm not going out near anybody. They tell me to stay home. So I'm staying home. And then there's other ones that are like, I'm pretty sure this is going to blow over in a couple of weeks. And, you know, I think that was like all of us for a while. Yeah. was just like, eh, you know, okay, two weeks, cool, little vacation, right? But, um, so it's going to be interesting to see it play out. This year, they do have a new cast member, Leva, who is a restaurant owner of multiple locations in Charleston, she and her husband. And so I am very interested to see how they portray this because she did announce last night on that show that for that two-week shutdown, they were going to shut down and she was real upset about it. So, you know, as we know, the restaurant industry took a big hit during all of this. So I don't know how her businesses are now or what they're doing because, I mean, obviously this has gone on longer than two weeks, but I'm glad that they're addressing it in a pretty serious manner. So. Um, Grey's Anatomy is back on. Don't know if you're watching that or not. I am. Um, 
I saw bits and pieces of last night and I taped it because um, I forget what I was doing. But yeah, I haven't watched last night yet. Okay. Yeah. I, I saw was exhausted by one COVID show already. Yeah. Um, I saw Station 19, though. And I get that all these places, all these shows have to address COVID-19, especially because these are like first responders and healthcare workers and whatnot. That is appropriate. But, I mean, it's exhausting to watch it. Um, so, yeah, I was a little COVID out last night whenever I finished watching Station 19. So I did not watch Grey's. Um, I'll watch that this weekend. Yeah, um, I, I've got to say, and I actually made this comment to my daughter, is it's interesting to see how these shows have been able to film during the pandemic and, and what these shows look like versus what they were before. I mean, uh-huh. I'm kind of, I'm glad that it's it's showing the realness, but it also makes you think, like, what parts of this are going to stay you know like yeah yeah it's just it's really weird but at the same time I feel like it's making the show more interesting to see Mm -hmm. shows like this I don't know but yeah Yeah. weird to see people walking around with masks (laughs) yeah 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 hopefully it's normalizing for some people out there that maybe need a little extra convincing I'm not sure um but it's it is like it is obviously a hot topic for these type of shows, you know, and I'm don't know. The season's going to be interesting on Grey's Anatomy. For those of you that haven't seen, there is a big surprise announcement um, in the end of the very first episode. And rumor has it more to come of different surprises. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because if there was more to come, but I, when I tell you my jaw hit yeah. the floor at that last Same. scene, I was like, what? Same. And, Same and you know what the weird thing is, is I'm kind of like, without, I'm not going to give anything away, but I'm kind uh-huh. of like excited for it. Yeah. But I guess, I don't know. I don't, I have mixed emotions about it. I am the same way. I'm, I don't know how I'm, to feel. <laughs> I want them to do it right. Yeah. Like, don't F this up for me, ABC. Right. Like, I feel like I've seen this before and I know the outcome, but I don't right. know that I know the outcome this time. Same here. And um, like I said, you know, and, and that's code between you and me, like the the special surprise that we got at the end, there are rumors of multiple special surprises happening during this season with different special surprises. So I can only guess over the years, the people that, um, you know, have, have come and gone from this show and stuff, you know, what special surprises could be in store for us? Well, let me tell you, I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm. You're intrigued. I very intrigued. Okay, good. Well, as am I. Um, so we'll have to continue to stay up on that because, I'm, again, I want them to handle it right. I don't want to be disappointed in this. Um, so everyone go watch so we can talk about it and not feel <laughs> like we're spoiling it. Um, this Is Us is back. Do you watch This Is Us? I hadn't. I hadn't seen several seasons, but I, 
I'm one of those people. I started watching a couple of these episodes, even though I'm kind of like lost on the backstories. Sure. But I have seen the last two episodes. Okay. Well, they also were having to address coronavirus. They're handling it that way. Um, It's, it's a fantastic show. The writers do amazing stuff. It is back. um, um, Again, please writers of famous shows. Don't screw this up for me because I've invested a lot into this show. Um, both mentally and physical time into this over the years. And there's a couple things that have already happened this season in just the couple episodes we've seen that I'm really hoping they do the right thing with and that they don't screw it up for the rest of the season for me by making it dumb. Yeah, so. making it tip, st- typical. I, I call it, and whether, I don't, I don't know how other people feel about me calling them this, but I call it getting lazy. Like, let's yeah. just revert back to, yeah. st- to standard TV, what we've always known. The outcome is predictable. You know, it's, I don't, I, whether it'll make me upset or, you know, because I'll have to say goodbye to someone or whatever. Right. right. I want to live on that edge. Like, Absolutely. and I don't know if you're going to bring up the show, but like, I watched the first episode of um, Big Sky. Oh my gosh. And when I came into the show, I was like, what? Yes. (laughs) As in, I triple checked to make sure that that show was set to record every week because I'm intrigued, right? I was on Google for like an hour just trying to say like, is this real? Is this real? Did that really just happen? (laughs) I, that's, that's kind of what I was getting to about like Grey's Anatomy as well, right? Like this show has been around long enough. I understand it can get stale, but you just took a big step. And you've got a lot of people invested in this. Yeah. So if you're going to take that big step, please don't be so predictable about it. Don't get lazy. I've seen this storyline before. You have the opportunity to make it a little different, but let's not. Let's not make it Big Brother where I stopped watching and I could have told you the outcome. Like I did three weeks before the outcome. I said, I'm done watching because I know who's going to win. Absolutely. So yeah, we're, we're. Um, we're on the same page with that. So those are a couple shows that I'm going to kind of be watching closely to make sure that this, that they stay on my good side. We're going to write them. We're going to harass them. Yeah. You're getting lazy. I saw this week's episode. Do better. <laughs> um, yeah. Do better or I'm out. Yeah. Um. So two more shows. Last one or first one. Have you watched the Queen's Gambit on Netflix? No. What is this show that I, this is another one that everyone keeps yeah. saying. And if you haven't watched it, you have to, what is this? Thing? It is a seven episode mini series will not be renewed. Like there's no other story to it. You know I mean? Oh. It was just, it's seven episodes, super easy watch. I loved it. What's it? About? One of uh, chess chess. Okay, yes. I'm going to watch this. Girl, I don't know jack about chess. And in fact, before I started watching it, I didn't even really know this was about chess. Um, But it's a little dark. It's a little twisted. It's a little druggy. It's a little, I don't know. Like, it's so good. Um, Again, seven episodes. You can do this. Okay. Seven episodes. All right. And it starts off, you know, with a girl in um like probably what eight or nine years old or something. And then it follows her through her life as the world's 
smartest and most intuitive chess player. Okay. But yet she weird. She's strange. She's got this backstory. They flash back to every once in a while. She meets these people along the way. And she, she has visions and different stuff. It's, it is, it's super well done. The colors are magnificent. The production is brilliant. And, um, and they tie everything up in a nice little packaged bow at the end. So you feel good whenever it's, it's done. Okay. So I'm going to need you to watch it, especially now that you told me your husband is a chess player. Yeah, he is. I'm not. <laughs> you don't have to know anything about chess All watching right. it. And in fact, I left going, oh my gosh, I wish I knew how to play chess. Really? Um, yeah, it's just, but I mean, chess is just, it's just the figure in it. You know, I mean, that's not like they're, they're talking about things about chess that I have no idea about, but you don't have to, you know? Okay. Um, I'll put I, it on I, my list and and I'll see if I can get to it. You you should. It is very, very good, I thought. Um, you know, you know our rule, give it at least two episodes, okay? okay. Like it's a little weird, dark and twisty, like we say before. But that's okay. You'll get past it. It's really good. All right. Um, and last but not least, you touched on it a second ago. I watched Big Sky as well. Uh-huh. I, like the rest of the world, had my jaw on the floor after the last three seconds of that show. Um, Yeah. I would like to ask everyone to say goodbye to the podcast right now for this episode if you don't want to hear spoilers about this. (laughs) Because (laughs) it has to be discussed. (laughs) Jeanette and I need to discuss this freely. And quite honestly, this is the only way that we get to chat about it. So, Thank you so much for listening. If you <laughs> watch this episode, if you want to know more about us, you know, go check us out on the mesh.tv. If you want to know about Big Sky, stick around. We just got a couple minutes left. Yeah, if you're like me and you don't care about the spoiler, you'll still watch it. Hang out Absolutely. for a minute. Then tune in and it's all good. So we've just got a couple minutes here, Jeanette. We're starting now. The free discussion, spoiler discussion starts now. Holy crap. Oh my I'm telling you, I was like sitting there like, this isn't real. This isn't, this isn't real. I was thinking to myself, okay, surely if this just happened, like that, it's not a show. The show's over. End of the series. There was really one reason why I chose to set this to record on my DVR. And that was because Ryan Felipe was in all the promotional material. Same. Same, same, same. It's the reason I tuned into the show in the first place. Yes, is to see Ryan Felipe's return to television. Oh. But let me tell you. I got one episode. That last minute when he was super intense. in the car. Yeah, I was like, why is he asking? Something's going to happen. Why yeah. do they keep doing close-ups? Why is is this sheriff the way he is? Why? Yeah. Why is he so weird? And then I started saying when he said, there's going to be people I know up here. And he had already said that they thought that he, they were involved in drug trafficking ring. I was like, Oh yeah, what is happening? But I did not expect what happened to happen. 
absolutely not. <laughs> and what I am worried about is that that was it. Like, is the so show going I told to be from now on? For, so I, I Googled. Um, I told you for an hour just to be like, what was up yes. with that? And of course, nothing had come out a minute afterwards, yes. but like an hour later, there were some things. So from my understanding, and again, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched this and you don't want to know right. what's going to happen, don't right. listen to this. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> so yeah. um, he apparently didn't want to commit to the show because he had movie deals, but when this option was offered to him, he said yes, because no one would be expecting it. <laughs> now, he... Sold. <laughs> right. Agreed. So he was like, oh. And he knew that um, with him being in all the promotional materials and in all the trailers, that this would be the last thing anybody expected. And apparently his co-star kind of ruined it, but, CB but ABC took it off... Like as soon as she said it, but some people who watched the show live heard heard her, but I wasn't one of those. So I was not either. <laughs> so um yeah, he has movies coming out that he's filming that he couldn't commit to this series. But the he did thing. film enough that his character will continue to be mentioned because obviously we're gonna someone's gonna have to figure out what's happening and why they can't find yeah, him. Yeah. Um but we're gonna see more of him because he did film additional things like it was an interview with him that i read where he said you're going to see my relationship with not the ex-wife but the new girlfriend yeah and where that was heading um and what that relationship was like so he's still Interesting. going to be in it as part of flashbacks hmm. but yeah he was completely on board like well we want you to do the show but what if we did this? And he was like, uh-huh, 100%. I'm in. I, I want you to do the show, but only for one episode because I want to splatter your brains across a window. Oh, my. I, I seriously was like, maybe he survived. <laughs> like, you know what? That I, went through. I went through all the stages of grief. Like, I totally thought that as well. I sat there thinking to myself, did he injure him really badly? Like, is it, did he? shoot him in the chest yeah, where sometimes right. you know you get a, a a a little bit prolonged i guess if you get shot in the chest i guess but um when the dude stepped out of the car with the blood all over his face and stuff and kind of was like you know that whole terminator look and everything i was like oh oh he gone like yeah this is not good and then they show like coming up this season on big sky and I didn't see him. And I was right. like, oh. I did the same. I was like, oh, he's not in any of the upcoming episodes. I know. So there was, you know, that ep that show. Um, oh, what's it called? Million Little Things. Yeah. So, you know, I really love the guy that played the dad in it. Uh -huh. And he dies in the very first episode from right. cancer because that was the whole point. They built that up. But he makes an appearance like every episode or so is like in a flashback, right? Uh-huh. And so I get excited about that. But this, I don't foresee that happening. Well, yeah. And I think this is different for me because 
I would have liked to have seen a resolution to the love triangle. Yeah. Um, the son, we never got to really, I mean, I'm sure we'll get to see that relationship, but yeah, I, I'm like, no, please let this not be real, but it's a hundred percent real from what I read. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I, don't I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't, and it's I don't know what to actors. feel about it yet. It's got some, well, I wouldn't say big name, but well-known actors in it. Um, it does. Yeah. They're sprinkled in there. And uh, again, interested kind of to see like what they're going to do with them um, to really develop that characters. But I, I'm just, I'm just a little gobsmacked by it. I'm intrigued. I know we're going to have to talk about this again because we just don't have enough information right now, but yeah, <laughs> it is something else. So it is, um, it's high on my, my, my priority list, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, in fact, my mom, and I just <laughs> my mom and I discussed a lot about, do what? I'm sorry. I'm still holding out hope that they're, the, the article I read was a lie. And we're going to find yeah. out he's a lie well. Yeah, misprint, actually. Like yeah. You lied to us. You're, you're, you're misleading me all over the place. You're, you're actually fine. Yeah. Well, my mom and I discuss a lot of shows because, uh, you know, we just watch a lot of the same stuff. And I'll get her to watch something sometimes, even if I don't know that she'll like it. And she had um, Big Sky set to record. And she and my dad watched it. I had texted her a question the other day, just asking her about something. And she said, Oh, we were, um, we just watched big sky and said, I'm curious how this is going to go. That's all it said. And then I wrote back, Oh wow. I'm going to watch it tonight. I've got it recorded. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm getting ready to start it. And then about three minutes later, she texts back and said, Whoa, wait a minute. We just saw the end of it. (laughs) Did you now? Did you? I know. I was like, yeah. And then I'm like, wait, what? And then, so I didn't answer back. And then I was watching the show. And then at the end, I texted her and was like, what just happened? What just happened? She was like, I don't know. I don't know. She said, but he's billed that way. Like, you know, it's the also starring Ryan Felipe and stuff. So I don't know what's going on. We'll see. Um, I'm glad you watched it, though, because I was hoping you had seen it so we could talk about it. Yes. <laughs> well, that is all I have for today. There's a lot of fall TV out right now. Unfortunately, we're going into the holiday season, which means we get hiatus from all of them for a couple of weeks until we get through the end of the year. But I am glad that some of our television is back. I'm glad that People Magazine put out their newest Sexiest Man Alive and I was glad to chat with you today, Jeanette. Oh, you too. I I wish you the best over there. And we got Thanksgiving coming up. Um, no matter where you are or where you're going or who you're with, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving um, on the East Coast over there. And hello to your family for me. Oh, yeah. Same to you. Tell your family hello. And I will tell mine the same. Excellent. All right, guys, that's about all we got. We will get an episode in in December so we can discuss everything pre-holiday. Everybody be watching your Hallmark and Lifetime movies because we know there's always big plot lines to discuss there. Right. Um, Until then, that's about all I got. 
be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram. We're under TheMesh.TV. Go check out all the other shows that The Mesh has to offer. There's something for everybody. Again, TheMesh.TV. Thanks for listening to Chick Chat. I'm Mary Margaret. That's Jeanette. And until next time, we'll catch you on the flip side. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.